Hello, friends and families. Welcome to the Educa DPS podcast. My name is Javier Ibarra, Senior Manager of Media and Public Relations for DPS and your host of the Educa English version. Today, our special guest is Danielle Ford, goes by Danny, Manager of DPS School-Based Clinics Oral Health Programs. That's quite a mouthful. Please stay tuned because we're going to learn about oral hygiene and how that can affect our overall health. Danny, welcome to the Educa DPS podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to have you here today. I want to start off with a little bit of an icebreaker. Can you share a little bit about yourself with our audience and what did you study and what is the most gratifying thing education has left in your life? Okay, I am born and raised in Colorado, uh, about fifth generation Colorado native, very proud of that. I studied dental hygiene in undergrad school, so that's where I learned all of my medical and oral hygiene training. And then in grad school, I studied healthcare administration. I just finished that this year. Congratulations. Thanks. And one thing I've learned is that you can always learn. You're never done learning. And the more I've learned, the more I'm able to critically apply that to everything I do in oral health and everything I do in the bigger picture of things. I appreciate you sharing that. Because you're into oral health, does that mean when you you talk to people and you look at their teeth, does it make you think like, oh, you need to see a dentist? (laughs) I can't help that bias that I have. I have a bias about oral health. Yes. But I I actually do look more deeply into that because there's actually a lot of trauma and other things that are involved and why people take care of their teeth or why they don't. Mm -hmm. So I think about the bigger picture too. I don't just judge though. I do see things and I'm like, ooh, you should maybe get that taken care of. With that being said, you're not going to see my teeth for the rest (laughs) of the show. (laughs) Okay. I don't judge. All right. I want to give our audience a little bit of a deeper dive into the topic. So according to the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, The following are pretty alarming statistics on oral health. Up to 10% of children ages 2 to 5 have untreated cavities. More than half of adolescents aged 12 to 19 have had a cavity in at least one of their permanent teeth. This next one, one quarter of adults ages 20 to 64 have untreated cavities. More than 90% of adults have had a cavity and I am guilty. So with that, I want to start off with our first question. Danny. what is oral health? So oral health refers to the health or the condition of health of the mouth and everything in it. So not just the teeth, the gums, the bones underneath the gums, the throat, the tongue, your tonsils even, your palate, every tissue and hard tissue in the mouth is referring to oral health. What is oral hygiene? Oral hygiene is the practices that we use to keep our oral health maintained, like brushing, flossing, mouth washing, oil pulling, water picking. I think that's all I can think of off the top of my head, but everything that you would do to maintain the health of your mouth. What is water picking? <laughs> water picking is a water flosser, and it uses a kind of a high-speed air water mechanism Mm -hmm. that goes under the gums and kind of cleans out the gums and in between the teeth and it can go a little bit deeper than floss can actually. Would you recommend that over flossing? 
I have had a hard time recommending that over flossing until last year I went to a class where they showed some compelling evidence that it is just as efficient, if not more efficient, than flossing for people who have advanced gum disease. Well, lucky for us, you sat through the class so that we get the straight <laughs> answer. So thank you for that. Sure. What are the three barriers to good oral health? Lack of insurance is definitely one of them, Absolutely. for sure. Insurance in the dental world is one of those things that if you don't have it, dental's very, very expensive. And even with insurance, it can be expensive. There's also poor oral health literacy. Oral health literacy means the ability to understand what your dental provider is talking about. If I tell you, you have caries on tooth number 19, does that, what does that mean to you? <laughs> Yeah. But if I say you have a cavity on one of your back molars, mm -hmm. that might mean a little bit more to you. And yes. for some people, even that's a little bit much. So we have to be able to understand that oral health literacy is a problem for people and, and make sure we're explaining things in a way that they understand so it's meaningful. And then the third thing can be language, educational, or cultural barriers. If, if you and I can't talk and have a conversation in a way that's meaningful from our language our cultural or our educational background, it won't be meaningful and it won't have any value. It's about meeting folks where they're at. Exactly. What are the five principles for good oral health? So keeping a consistent brushing schedule. We wanna do it at least twice a day. Once in the morning, usually after breakfast and once at night before bed. I will add in there, if you're gonna do it once a day because it's really hard to get it twice a day, mm -hmm. at night before you go to bed is really the most optimal time because you wanna go to bed with a nice clean mouth. So you're telling me I don't have to do it twice anymore, I can just brush my teeth at night. I would like you to do it twice a day. <laughs> it's ideal, but if you just can't fit in that morning time, right. go to bed with a clean mouth. The next thing would be to use floss and mouthwash every day and then additionally use a fluoride toothpaste. Are there other kinds of toothpaste? I, I've only ever assumed there are fluoride. There are toothpastes uh, out there without fluoride in them. Mm -hmm. Some of them have different types of oils and different types of components in them, like hydroxyapatite. Mm -hmm. That's just a mineral component that helps make your teeth stronger. Mm -hmm. There's lots of toothpaste on the market that are fluoride-free. There's a lot of anti-fluoridationists out there that mm -hmm. don't think fluoride has a place and so they choose to use other things. It sounds like there's a whole movement behind that. There kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> there kind of is. The fourth thing that you could do is avoid harmful foods and drinks. I personally think that there's an issue with all these Takis and Hot Cheetos that kids are consuming. I think oh, it's no. creating an epidemic of cavities in schools. Okay. Everybody thinks of sugar, yes. sugar, 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 but these carbohydrates like that that are acidic and spicy and chewy and they stick in your teeth long after you eat them mm -hmm. are just a pool for those cavities to start. Should students brush their teeth after they consume? Would that help? I would love it if they would, but at the bare minimum, rinse with water, drink water, bare, rinse with water. That's what they should do. So no more Mountain Dew and Hot Cheetos. Yes. Yes, I would love it if we could just get rid of those things. And the Takis, the Takis. Takis are worse than Cheetos. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. The jury's out. <laughs> They're up there. But then that went into the fifth thing is drinking water all day. If you're going to sip on anything, it mm -hmm. should be water all day long. If you drink anything but water, drink it fast, drink it quickly. Water should be the only substance you're sipping on throughout the day. 
these are great things to know. I know that as, as, a, as a former DPS student myself, I was more in the Hot Cheeto club. I remember <laughs> when Hot Cheetos changed from Flaming Hot to Lemon Flaming Hot. And so that, like I said, it changed my life. And so now I'm very worried about my oral health at the moment. Um, but <laughs> I want to continue this podcast. And so more of a true or false, right? Okay. Poor dental health is linked to many serious diseases and conditions. Is this true or false? That's true. Oh, no. Uh, some studies have linked common oral health problems to illnesses, including heart disease, stroke, diabetes, premature birth, osteoporosis, and even Alzheimer's or dementia. Uh, most cases, the strength and exact nature of the link is unclear, but researchers suggest that dental health is important for preserving overall health. So it's very important. It's very important. And there's still more research coming out every day about how important it is. The next question I have for you is something that I think the audience is really going to resonate with, which is how often should I be replacing my toothbrush? Usually every two to three months. And if you're in appliances like braces, aligners, expanders, anything that's adjusting your bite, it might be more frequently because the bristles tend to fray a little bit more. But if there's any sign of the bristles fraying, you definitely want to replace your toothbrush. If you've been sick, you should replace your toothbrush as well. Same thing with an electric toothbrush. You want to throw away that head and replace it every two to three months and watch for fraying. Do you recommend electric toothbrushes? I do. I use an electric toothbrush. Mm -hmm. However, if you're not going to get the job done with an electric toothbrush and you really love a manual toothbrush, do whatever you're going to do that makes you want to do it. Mm -hmm. So preferring either toothbrush is, is not the the question here it's it, consistency 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 okay what causes tooth decay acids uh, tooth decay happens when foods that contain carbohydrates sugars and starches mm -hmm. that are left on the teeth and then there's bacteria that lives in the mouth that eats up those foods and turns them into acids the Bacteria, acid, food debris, and saliva combine to form plaque, which clings to the teeth. We all hear about plaque. And then the acids in that plaque dissolve the enamel on the surface of the teeth. And as it dissolves that enamel, it can form holes that we call dental caries or cavities. Wow, I've never had it explained so beautifully like that because I actually understood that. If you're brushing daily, does that help prevent plaque in your teeth? It can, yeah. Yeah. There is a low level of some bacteria you need. You know, your whole body's filled with good and bad bacteria. So mm -hmm. there is a level that you want to keep that flora good in your mouth. But yes, ideally, if you keep brushing consistent and flossing, it should keep that plaque to a minimum. Thank you for that. Now, let's talk about tooth loss. Is tooth loss an inevitable part of aging? No, it is not. It is common for tooth loss to occur, but it is not inevitable. According to Richard Price, a retired dentist in Newton, Massachusetts, and a spokesman for the American Dental Association. Teeth do not die a natural death, we kill them. Exactly how do we do that? In short, by disease or trauma, according to him. And I have to agree with everything mm -hmm. that Mr. Price said. And the tooth fairy. And the tooth fairy. <laughs> <laughs> when should a child first be seen by a dentist? When is, is too early uh, such a thing? No, as soon as you see that first tooth, you should get your child in to see the dentist. I know it seems silly, but tooth comes in, see the dentist, usually ideally by age one, but some kids get those teeth at six months, eight months, 
And it's not just for the child, it's a lot of times for the parents so that we can educate the parents on good oral health and good oral health practices at home. So we talked about uh, diseases, we talked about how that affects adults, but how does poor oral hygiene affect children? So if the child's in a lot of pain or discomfort, it can result in reduced concentration and poor grades in school. So untreated oral conditions like cavities can develop into more extensive decay. Um, untreated gum disease can result in gingivitis, which is an infection in the gums, and periodontitis, which is an infection that goes deeper than the gums into the bones, and then that can lead to tooth loss. So if left untreated, it keeps getting worse and worse. Here at Denver Public Schools, we all, we're always talking about things that can help our children's um, learning. And, mm -hmm. and we often talk about what's going on in the classroom and how visually how it looks. But uh, we're, today we're going to talk about, and we are talking about, how internally, right? Because for me personally, some of the worst pain that I've ever felt is tooth pain. Right. And so if, if our young scholars are feeling that, I, like you said, it's going to affect they're learning. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about oral health for children, but I'd like to talk about it for our even younger children. How does it affect them? So untreated cavities in younger children can cause pain and infection like I talked to be about before, but it can also lead to problems with them eating and speaking and playing and learning because if their mouth is full of pain and if they've got extensive cavities, especially in the younger ones who might have been on a bottle for too long, mm -hmm. they don't have the full set of teeth that they can to chew and to talk. You need your teeth to talk. And so that's one thing that they're deprived of. And I'm glad you explained it that way. And the way that I understood it was our younger children are having trouble, not trouble, but they're, they're developing their, their speech. But if they're having tooth pain, it could affect or delay or even impact how they're going to speak. And if they can't communicate about their tooth pain, it'll be a vicious cycle, it sounds like. Exactly, exactly. And there's some level of children adapting to that level of pain, and it means that that's their normal. And so if their normal is constant pain, then it might manifest as other things like slight behavioral issues or the inability to concentrate because they're just so used to being in pain, they have to figure out how to, how to use that as some other way. Well, it also affect their sleeping habits, and mm -hmm. if they're not sleeping right, they're not going to be learning right the next day. Right, could be get worse grades, and it could be more missed school, and it all has a big cumulative effect. Well, we're very lucky to have you here today to talk to our families about that and talk more about the the impact. Throughout this podcast, we've talked about how and why and all the effects, but I want to talk about what kind of preventative oral health do you specifically provide at the school-based health centers here at DPS? So I, I am what would be called a full-scope hygienist in Colorado, so I can do everything that the law allows me to do. That's dental sealants, those protect from cavities. Mm -hmm. I can do x-rays, wow. I can do screenings, I can do cleanings, I can do lots and lots of things, fluoride application, basically anything you can get done in a dental office that doesn't involve the dentist, mm -hmm. I can do. 
Now, what does this cost for our families? Completely free for families at no cost to them. We also open it up to siblings of our DPS kids as well. So those younger kids and maybe some of those older kids that just graduated that are still looking for a place to go to. Danny, how can people find out more about oral hygiene or how can they connect themselves to the services that you provide? We have a website on Denver Health. I think it's denverhealth.org slash school-based health centers and there's an oral health page that leads you to our consent and more information about how to schedule an appointment. Well, I want to thank you so much, Danny, for coming on and talking to us about oral health and how important it is and about the resources that are available to our Denver families. I want to thank everyone who has been listening or watching with us today. This concludes our Educa DPS podcast. I want to ask if you could please help us share this content with families, friends, and other community members. For more Educa content and other stories, visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Denver Public Schools Plus. And you can also find us on your most popular podcast platforms, such as Spotify, Apple, Buzzsprout, at Denver Public Schools Podcast. It is important for us to give credit to the people behind the scenes who contribute to making this and all DPS multimedia productions, starting off with our Chief of Communications, Bill Good, our Executive Director, Will Jones, our Director of External Communications, Scott Pribble, Selena Nakamura, our Director of Internal Communications, our Executive Producer and Videographer, Don Pierce, Beto Gaitan, our Multimedia Lead Producer and Host of the Spanish Educa, Hannah Young in charge of all of our social media, Georgia Alexander, our Bond and Mill Levy Communication Specialist, April Spites, our Graphic Designer, and Katie Hamilton, Strategic Comm Specialist. I want to give a special shout out to our DPS educators, students, and parents. And a big thank you to Dr. Alex Marrero, proud superintendent of Denver Public Schools, for supporting Educa and all of the other platforms. This has been Javier Ibarra, Senior Manager of Media and Public Relations, as well as the Educa host in English. Please remember to tell your children more often. And Danny, if you can help me with this, I'd really appreciate it. Sure. I believe, I believe in you, in you and, and I know, know you can, can do, do it. it. Until next time, thank you. Thank you.